Hey, it's Alan Berg. Before we get to this episode, I've had some interest in doing either a mastermind or a master class before winning MBA this year, either on the Monday or the Tuesday. If you'd like to show interest and see what the different options are and let me know what you might be interested in, the prices, the times are all there. Go to podcast.allenberg.com. Click the button to take the two-question survey. Really simple. And if you haven't gotten your tickets for Wedding MBA yet, use the coupon code Allen. my name, A-L-A-N, at WeddingMBA.com. Save $20 off any ticket. Go to podcast.allenberg.com. Take the two-question survey. I'll see you in Vegas this year. Should you use a virtual assistant because your staffing is so tight? Listen to this episode and find out. Welcome to another episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Berg. I'm a speaker, author, sales trainer, website reviewer, and I help businesses like yours sell more, profit more, and have more fun doing it. Enjoy this episode. Hey, it's Alan Berg. Welcome back to another episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I am so happy to have my friend Ryan Angad on to talk about virtual assistance. Ryan, how are you doing today? Hi, great, Alan. How are you? You know, you and I go way back because you were running arguably one of the largest catering companies in the country. You were VP of sales, right? Sales and marketing, yes. Yeah, and that's how we met. And then you've gone in and out of that and gone into other things and come full circle here. And I, I'm, you know, full full transparency, I'm consulting for your business, Strategic Assistance Solutions. Mm-hmm. And I wanted you to come on and talk about virtual assistance because a lot of people don't understand what is that. Right when they hear VA, it could be the abbreviation for the state of Virginia, right, <laughs> sure. or other things. So, what is a virtual assistant? Sure. Yeah, really. To me, a virtual assistant is an extra set of hands that can do really anything for your business in a virtual capacity. So, you know, if you're looking for a bartender, a waiter, something like that, that's hard for us to help. Now, we can help screen and filter those people, but in this work from anywhere world we live in, if a small business needs an extra set of hands to do any type of role within the business, such as administrative, social media, marketing, sales, et cetera. Our virtual staffing solutions are a phenomenal fit for that need. Right. So so a virtual assistant is somebody that does something for your business that doesn't need to be done on site. Would that be a short way of just putting it? Yeah, that's that's fair. Yes. Right. Right. So anything paperwork wise, anything phone call wise, email wise, all those kind of things, they don't have to be done. I think COVID proved that, right? They don't have to be done in the office. If somebody needs hands on, like you said, if they're a server, if they're a bartender, if they're delivering or whatever, that's different. But you can screen people like that. Mm -hmm. So for the, you know, the wedding and event industry so well, because you worked in it for so long. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure back way back, you know, not that long ago, but way back when you did that, you know, you hired somebody and they were going to work in your office, right? That sure. That's what it was going to be. But a lot of people listening, you know, staffing is tight. I mean, we don't have to tell people that. I, I hear people shaking their heads <laughs> just listening to this. Staffing sure. is tight. So what would you say are some of the major things that somebody could use a virtual assistant for that they might not have thought uh, like, you know, administration stuff, they go, okay, virtual assistant, there you go. But what are some of the things people are using VAs for that they might not think, like, you know, might not have thought of? Sure. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> there's really been a, a dramatic shift in the entire working landscape in the world since COVID. COVID really changed everything. We all know that. And now, you know, there's a real boom 
in the VA industry for that reason, because it's much more acceptable to be virtual than having to have somebody on site. So I think the old adage was a VA is just an admin assistant to do things, you know, every, you know, small administrative task for your business, but it's really taking on a whole new meaning and a whole new way to view your workforce in a global economy with the tools and technology and the virtual enablement that's out there. The VA world has really become VS, which is virtual staff. And, you know, I view virtual staff, as you know, Alan, I've got a couple businesses um, and I start off as a client in this business, needing different people to do different things. The first thing I needed was so someone to do social media. Social media is the bread and butter for almost any small, really any business of any size to communicate your message and value proposition in a digital means, all, all digitally. So you don't need anyone on site for that. So just that in itself alone can be a full or part-time job, which to me, a VA doesn't really need a social media manager, but that's a great example of one type of use case for a non-administrative assistant type of role that we often fulfill with our company, SAS, which is strategic assistant staffing. Okay. So something else is sales, right? And that one kind of surprised me a little bit because- Again, in the wedding and event industry, you think, okay, if they're sales, they're in your office, they're doing sales. But we know that, again, COVID kind of proved that a lot of people can do sales remotely, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's on the phone, whether it's through email, through messaging, through Zoom, whatever, or part of the sales roles. And I know for your business, right, you use a virtual assistant for doing sales stuff. So mm -hmm. what kind of things for the wedding and event industry do you see VAs being able to do? Sure. Yeah. You know, and I see... Really, you know, the model we built at SAS is really no different than having somebody, you know, I live in Detroit, the Detroit area, having somebody down the road. I mean, just okay. because they're virtual, they really are an extension of your team. You know, their email, their LinkedIn profile. I mean, we try to be a chameleon to whatever business our virtual staff are working on. So when the client calls in, whether it's a, a venue, a DJ company, a florist, whatever it may be, that person could either answer the phone and have a line routed to them, even though it's across the world, or oftentimes, as we know, probably 80, 90% of inquiries come in online through an RFQ, RFP or something of that, or, or an email. And that VA could respond to them really as an extension of that, that business and follow a scripted procedure, which by the way, you'd be doing here anyways. You know, when I worked for a decade, with one of the biggest, for Continental, one of the biggest catering venue arms in the U.S., we had a very scripted, methodical process. We'd qualify people, we'd ask a series of questions, we'd make a, a connection, and then we'd sell the visit. And essentially, we've bottled up that 10 years of working formula into our SaaS virtual staff to sort of plug and play into different businesses in the world or in the U.S. specifically. So, it's just a proven formula. So yeah, a salesperson that's trained, that knows our background and methodology that we use at Continental to have someone come into your business to drop in and act as a salesperson or appointment setter is really is an easy use case that often clients hire us for. Right. So again, teaching somebody how to respond to an inquiry, how to follow up, how to then make that appointment, whether in some cases, they could do the appointment because it could be done remotely or in other cases, like with a venue where it's going to be a tour, 
scheduling that appointment. So they're doing a handoff, which I have a, a, a client who's got many, many venues and they use a call center. And that call center is basically the same thing. You know, are they virtual assistants? Kind of, yeah. right? Because they're not going to do the tour. They're going to hand that off to somebody at the venue doing that. So a process, and by the way, when you were at uh, Continental Catering, which you brought me in many times, we worked together on that. Yeah. Uh, when we did our secret shopping, which is a, a previous episode, when we did our secret shopping, they were one of the best in following up in terms of the numbers. Of numbers. So they were definitely following that procedure. If that's the procedure you're teaching, that's going to be a good one because we know how sure. bad people are at following sure. up. So extension in, in terms of uh, Salesforce there, administration, that obviously makes sense. But what are some other other things that could fall into a bucket like that? I mean, to me, you know, when you talk about, I mean, you're the sales maestro in the industry. I mean, from the sales, when you talk about a business value proposition, you know, I think you said it best at Wedding MBA in your seminar. I think 18% of venues didn't even respond to an inquiry. Yeah. yeah. And if you're, if your average catering, that's a venue. If your average bill is 10 grand, I mean, you're leaving, there's so much money to be left on the table. Yeah. So, you know, to have just someone call it part-time 20 hours a week. And because our rates are so darn affordable, mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking a little, you know, maybe a thousand bucks a month to have somebody that's dedicated to your account that's doing that type of sales development work just as an, a layer uh, or, or, or someone for immediate feedback. That's when you really provide huge value and impact because just by booking you know, two, three more in a year from that added follow-up, you're by far covering the expense of that that labor and then growing to be above and beyond, which is all stacked on profitability. So it makes a lot of sense. And another thing is that I think you and I uncovered this a long time ago. We live in a society where people want things now, immediate. Well, oftentimes that I've found in the wedding and event world, everyone's spread too so thin. They're wearing a half dozen hats. You know, you, 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 oftentimes the person that's the salesperson is doing the venue tour and making quotes and doing some social media and blah, 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 where they're not really spending that much dedicated time on actual sales activity. Well, what happens is, as you know, statistically, a bride will fill out a form at some hour of the day and it takes one, two, three days for that person to actually follow up with them. Well, by that time, they've probably already been on a half dozen competitors' websites. You know, your news is old news. It's been, you know, they've kind of, they remember it, but it's not as hot and relevant. And what we found at Continental was that we set a mandate that every RFP or any inquiry that came on came in online, we set a 15-minute threshold to get back to them. So we'd call them, email them, and text them. Hey, Cindy, we got your inquiry for Infinity Innovation, whatever it may be. We'd love to talk. When is a, a good time, mornings or afternoons or right now? And we'd try to get them on the phone because it was hot in their mind. And I'm using that, ex that example as a great technique, which I know you've you know mentioned many times about the time to follow up. And that is a huge differentiator that we often see high impact and value to our clients as a way, because that's really hard and not practical oftentimes, Alan, with today's workforce, because yeah. they're spread so thin, but they have that extra layer to 
to help with that really increases appointments, which increases sales. Right. And it, this is not just for venues, not just for caterers. This is anybody. If you think about it, I mean, most people in the industry have an average sale that's in four figures, many of them in five figures, right? So how many sales are you losing because you don't get back fast enough? And not even, you know, one, two, three days, you know, you get back to them in four hours and somebody else got back to them in 15 minutes, like your team was doing, yeah. right? We know that one of the stats from the knot was that about half couples say they choose the first one who gets back to them. So we know that timing's there. And if you're busy with work, you're busy with doing events, you're busy with producing events, you're busy with getting ready for events, whether you're an officiant or a DJ or a florist or whatever, if somebody else was answering your emails, if somebody else was doing that, right, what would that mean to you? And I remember speaking about this long before we talked thought about universal assistance, just thinking how many companies would benefit by hiring another person? This would be a lot more expensive than a VA by hiring a person because you're losing sales, because you're not getting back to people, because you're doing the other things. If you had somebody dedicated, I'm talking about 10 years ago, I was talking about this. If you could dedicate people to sales, yeah. that they didn't produce events, they didn't cut flowers, they didn't you know, edit music, they didn't you know, edit video and photo, whatever, how much more business could you gain that you're not getting now? So I think that the thing to think about is if your calendar is already full, you know, it ain't broke, don't fix it, except what could you be doing if you had that time back, right? And that was for me when, when I started using virtual assistants, and this is going back a few years ago, when I started using virtual assistants, the time it gave me back was the time sitting on the sofa at night with my wife watching TV, where I guess I had a laptop on my on my lap, instead of just sitting there with my wife watching TV and having family time, right? Sure. Now, our kids are grown and out of the house, but it would be time with my kids, right? That That's what it would be. So if you're doing stuff like that, you have to ask yourself, and this is what I did, and I'm sure you, you tell your clients to do this, start writing down some of these things that you personally don't need to do. They need to get done, but you don't need to do it, right? And yeah. and sometimes it takes a little hard look in the mirror to say, yes, you're better at it. Yes, you know, yeah, maybe you could do it better or faster, but what if somebody else was doing it? My virtual assistant proved to me that I don't do it better and faster. She does, right? You like to think you do, right? I taught her, but but she actually does it better and faster. So I, what, what are you hearing back from your clients? Like, what is it meant to them to hand this off once they feel comfortable with the handoff, right? They're comfortable that it's getting done right. It's getting done, you know, on time and all those things. What are you hearing back that it's meant to your, your clients? Sure. I think the big thing is it's one it's the personal benefit. It's a business and personal benefit. You know, I see so many people and you've lived it. The wedding industry is a stressful industry. You know, it, it's just, it just comes with it. It's long hours. It's seasonal. It's just challenging in nature. And you have people that are so emotionally caught up in that day and everything's a, a crisis. You know, corporate's different. The corporate business is a little different. So, you know, to have that relief, I have seen people say, you know, by delegating 30, 40% of that busy work, whether that's social media, whether that's project management, whether it's organizing things, whether it's just sifting through emails or stuff, that they can be a better version of themselves. You know, if, if you were to get back 40, 50% of your week 
just to focus on strategy or the big relationships or guys, we're going to, we're going to focus on a new strategic initiative to, to pick up 20 new corporate clients in 2024. And here's the ones we want to go after and how we're going to, you know, methodically go out and do that. Like using your time to think strategically for growth or initiatives that really make an impact is what I often hear is the real value and outcome to clients that use us. So you can cut off all the kind of the fat in the diet. Let me be lean and let me focus on what's going to really move the needle instead of worrying about editing your YouTube video or your Facebook posts. And oftentimes, Alan, social media, it's a time suck. And, and, and to your point, a lot of these younger folks, especially our team in the Philippines that are in their 20s, they can rattle off great content that's crisp, that looks great graphically. They can emulate your brand, the really extension of your team. I found that to be a huge time saver as one good example of a way for people to get time back. Yeah, I, I, I realized that when my virtual assistant was going on vacation and said, hey, would you be able to do the social posts You know, while I'm out? I was like, sure. I taught her how to do it, right? Like, what big deal? Oh my gosh, then I had to do it. And I'm like, wow, I have not been doing this. For right. so long, for months, I'm right. sure it took me longer just to get back back into the swing of things on that. But that's when I realized that. And, and you're absolutely right. In the beginning, I had this kind of like uh, brain thing where, oh, wait a minute, I don't have to do that today. Oh, wait, I don't have to do that. No, no, I don't need to do that. Oh, I can just shoot off an email, right? Like you do with with your V. I could just shoot off an email and say, hey, you know, could you do this? And and then just walk away, and then it gets done, and there you go. And and that to me has been really the big benefit. Like you said, it's a it's a, a personal benefit, and and I see it in the wedding and event industry because I'm a solopreneur. It, it's it's just me. I don't have any any full time employees. I have a VA. I have a graphic designer when I need. I like today. I, I gosh, I screwed something up on my website. All of a sudden, it was down. I reached out to the the guy that does the hosting. If you, if you didn't hear my episode on uh, hosting with uh, Kyle from Overholics, definitely use Kyle from Overholics because he's fantastic. Because he got my site back up. I said, "Here's what I did. I screwed it up." He said, "Okay, do this, do this." Boom, site was back up again. All right. So we use that. We we're, we're outsourcing stuff already. Right. I think this is just another way to be outsourcing. And the wedding and event industry before COVID was so dependent on add another person, add another person. And even if they were a 1099, they were coming into your office and stuff like that. But now it's just, you just need to get it done, right? You just yeah. need to get something done. Doesn't matter where they are. And, and you mentioned that your your team is in the Philippines. So so why the Philippines as opposed to you know anywhere else in the world, let's just say. Sure. Yeah. The Philippines has been the outsourcing capital of the world for really as long as this model has happened. And, and this VA industry was kind of coined almost 25 years ago by a guy named Tim Ferriss called the four hour work week. Yeah. And we're essentially kind of applying that model, but just with a twist to the wedding and event industry. So the Philippines is, I was, I was there, I'm planning my next trip in April. It's a fantastic country. The people are so kind, courteous, the culture is phenomenal. And really going back to the roots back in World War II, and it kind of dawned on me and why the Philippines worked so well for outsourcing. It, it went back to the war where we really looked out for the Philippines, the, the Filipinos, the, the people that live there and the country itself a long time ago. And so there was this like kind of passion or desire to give back from them or appreciation 
Mm-hmm. And that it's a different mindset, a different attitude. So when they, when, when our virtual Filipino staff is working on an account for whatever business that is, they take it so it's so meaningful. It's so prideful. It's it's like a badge of honor to work for a U.S. based company. And you know you don't you don't have that. It, that's hard to find over here where someone has that deep of passion. You know. It's just a totally different world when you're there. You got to also remember too, Alan. The minimum wage in the Philippines is a dollar an hour, one dollar. You know, eight hour day that's eight bucks. You can't even fathom that here. Hell, you go to McDonald's, a burger and a coke is a one day salary. So when we pay our our Filipinos a, a very fair rate of seven, eight, nine dollars an hour, whatever it is, that's a that's a good living. So. Not only you're getting a good quality workforce, you're getting some with passion and a very, you know, just a different mindset that's so prideful in the work that they do. And English is a large second language. Many Filipinos that are educated have in high school or or beyond all speak fluent English. So that certainly helps from a language barrier standpoint. Right. And education, the people you're hiring are uh, more highly educated as well, correct? Yeah, you have kind of a wide, you know, we have a range of you can get uh, what we call a standard VA, someone that might be one, two, three years out of school, just like you'd have here, someone in their younger 20s. Those people are generally great for social media, project management, research, et cetera. And that's rates start at $7 an hour. And then we have a premium VA with rates starting at uh, 11 an hour. And that's someone that might have five to 10 years business experience that's client facing. Those would be someone that, you know, those people are a little bit more professional, polished, just like you hiring somebody here that's maybe 30 years old versus 23 years old. You're, you're going to pay a little bit more of a premium for that experience and professionalism. Right. And I think the big problem that people are having here is just finding anybody. Right. You said, you know, about the passion. Yeah, there are people here that have passion. Absolutely. I know many young people here that have passion. But where are they when you need them, right? Where where are they when you're hiring? Are you getting them on the resume there? In the meantime, is the stuff that you need to get done getting done? Or is it sucking your time away from what else you could be doing, which is working on your business instead of in your business or going to your kid's game and not worrying about the email being answered or the, the, the inquiries being answered and stuff like that. So that that's what you've opened my eyes to in terms of VAs is you know looking at the wedding and event industry. It's expanded VAs from beyond what they originally were being used for to now just saying, okay, if you're a solopreneur like me, right? Uh, I actually give you a good example. One of my clients is an officiant and this was just before COVID. We're having this conversation and what was really killing him and actually taking his passion away was all the admin and paperwork and following up with his, his couples to get the stuff that he needed in order to write their ceremonies and stuff like that and all the things that he needed. And he said, I'm really thinking about getting out of the business. I said, why? I said, you don't love doing weddings anymore? I was, no, I love doing weddings. I hate all this. I said, so why are you yeah. doing it? He said, because it has to get done. I said, right. Why are you doing this? And I, I, I brought up the, the concept of virtual assistant, which he had never heard of. Yeah. And I said, do you need to do this or does it just need to get done? He said, no, it just needs to get done, but it's just me. And I said, well, hire somebody, right? They can be anywhere to do that. And he's like, what? <laughs> so, right. and then here was the other thing. He wasn't charging enough. And I said, we, we need to raise your rates. You haven't raised your rates in like six years that I've been working with him, right? I haven't raised your rates. 
And because it was a sideline, he was a university professor. He had his full-time gig. He had his yeah. health benefits. So he was charging $600 for a ceremony. And I said, and he's a priest in the American United Catholic Church. So he would do a ceremony on the boat. He would do a ceremony in the backyard, whereas Roman Catholic priests wouldn't do that, right? I said, you're a very specific niche. And if somebody wants a priest, they need a priest, right? And they're going to pay more. So we went from 600 to 800. I wanted him to go more. And the yeah. reason is I went and I looked online and I saw what the rabbis were charging in his market, right? And the rabbis were getting like 1200. And I said, yeah. hey, you know, you're charging 600. The rabbis are getting 1200, right? You can get 1200. He's like, no, 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 no. I can't charge that. Much. I can't charge that much. I said, all right, we're going to go to eight, right? So we go yeah. to eight. The next day, Ryan, he meets with two couples and they both book him at eight. Snap, nothing, no, not even sure. blinking, right? Definitely could have gotten more. But what I had said to him is if you raise your rate to $200, it's going to pay for like a lot of time for that VA. This is going back a few years ago. You said a thousand dollars a month will get you, you know, how many hours was that? Like about 20 like, hours a week or even right, 20 hours a week. He didn't even need 20 hours a week. Right. As you raise it, $200, you're going to pay for that virtual assistant and you're going to have money left over, which is profit. Right. right. And the next day, sure enough, two people book them. So right. again, if you think about it, you know, how much business are you losing? Just because you can't think strategically, like you said, you can't do that, that strategic thinking there, whether you're, you know, an efficient like he is, right. Or whether you're a florist or a DJ or a videographer, photographer, whether you're a dress shop and there's stuff that needs to get done. I mean, how many of us already have an accountant, right. Who doesn't sure. come into your business, right. My, sure. I've, I've actually never met my accountant in person. <laughs> I've only spoke to them on the phone, send them my QuickBooks file, right? Uh, there you go. Anytime I need somebody there. So we're already doing this, right? It's just expanding it to other things that aren't getting done. Or if you're really good at sales and that's your thing, hand off other stuff. So you don't have to do that other stuff. Right? Sure. I, I think, I think that's it. So, so what do you see? What do you, what do you kind of see for the future with this for, for virtual, for, for the wedding and event industry, right? What, what do you see coming down the pike? I mean, just from a, from a forecast of what's new in a global economy out of COVID, Alan, is that, you know, we've got a, I think it's safe to say we've got a pretty big labor, I don't know about a crisis, but a big challenge that we've all seen. We've got 10,000 boomers retiring every day. We've got rates labor rates at an all-time high. You know, you can say we've got a somewhat of a demotivated younger working generation. And 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 not to like that's a fault of anything. It's just kind of what people it takes some time, more time now to find your happy place and what works. And we all know that I think the the job time per employer is like 18 months. These people people are rotating in and out all the time. And that's tough for a small business and the seasonality and all 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 the above. So you, we are seeing a huge boom in the labor workforce being global. The virtual assistant industry has really exploded in the last five years. It's because of those labor issues. It's you have now, we're out of COVID being, you got labor issues, a virtual workforce is acceptable. And the technology is so darn good that you can call, I call my VAs. I mean, I have calls, I treat my VAs. I have six of them working on, tech lock that, you know, I treat them like they are local. I have calls with them about every other day. We have Zoom calls, Teams calls. There's no, there's no lag. So the technology is phenomenal. I can call them right now for free on WhatsApp and no big deal. It's crystal clear. So you're going to continue to see this huge trend to be a global economy. 
And it really just comes down to the business owners being willing to move with the cheese, change, take some change, apply it to their business and see what the outcome is. So I, I just think it's going to get more and more as we have you know a tougher labor environment as the economy grows in the U.S. And there's a good balance too. If you're paying your people that you have to have on site more and you can pay less for the admin stuff, right? Then sure. It's kind of a balance there as well because you could save on that other end. And really for me, the whole thing with a virtual assistant is, does the work get done on the time, time schedule that I need to get done at the quality level I need to get done? Right. Sure. And if it does, you know, does it matter where they are? Again, my mine, I've actually never met my VA in person either. Right. Sure. Right. Never met them. And because I spoke to them, Zoom calls, all that kind of thing, done it. Actually sent her a a little bit of a Christmas bonus because she did such a good job. Same. Right. Again, proving to me that, you know, they can do it better and faster. Sure. <laughs> they can do the work better and faster. No, because she's less than half my age. That's probably why. But that's also a benefit there as well. And then, like you said, the passion for the work, somebody that is appreciative of the job that they have, as opposed to, like you said, 18 months, people are just switching and switching because they think we're interchangeable because what are we at a three and a half percent unemployment rate or something ridiculous like that? Right. Right. Everywhere you go, people are just understaffed. Every place we go, people are understaffed. So this is a way to staff up. Virtual assistance is a way to staff up. Whether you have somebody already that you know that can do that, right? Like a former bride or a groom that worked for you that can take on some labor. I've had some clients who had a, somebody that left because they had a baby. They wanted some part-time work. They can do that. That's VA. Or using a company like yours, which is full-time, where you're going to get people dedicated to you, learn your systems, do all that kind of stuff. And they don't have to necessarily be on site. So it, thanks for coming on and, and talking about this because a lot of people don't understand, you know, what is a virtual assistant? What's a, you know, what is a VA? I, I, how could I possibly do it? Because it's just me. I'm just a small business, but you're, you're a small business that has stuff that needs to get done. Sure. So we're going to have it in the show notes anyway, but Ryan, if people wanted to find out more from you, right. If you want to have a consultation, just, you know, talk to you about could this work for my business? What would it cost? What would it entail? How should they get a hold of you? Yeah, people can uh, email me. It's Brian at strategic-assistant.com. And of course, you can go on our website, which is strategic-assistant.com and you know, check us out. And we'd love to have a conversation and, and help anybody out in 2024. Fantastic. Well, thanks for joining me. And again, it's in the show notes, but you can get a hold of Ryan. He'd be happy to talk to you about your business and how, how it can help just the concept of VAs or you know using his company either way. So thanks for joining me. Look forward to seeing you again. Thank you. Hi, it's Alan Berg. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. If you'd like to make a suggestion for a topic or for a guest, you can do that with Ask Me Anything on the button at podcast.allenberg.com. And if you'd like to find out about having me do sales training or speaking for your group or association, and that could possibly be for free, we have some good ideas, contact me at alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode and hearing your suggestions. Thanks.